This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yo, welcome to All Things Covered with Patrick Peterson and Bryant McFadden, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Man, look here, the name says it all. If you're rocking with us, make sure you leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Or if you're watching us on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you can get alerted of all our great content right away. While you're at it, go ahead and leave us a like and a comment too. Now, let's get to this show. Of course, you guys know our normal schedule. We're dropping this episode. We're recording this episode on Wednesday. We will we will drop this on Thursday. And don't forget to look out for the Jared Cook conversation as well. We will be dropping that uh, after Thursday also. So you don't want to miss that. Jared Cook starting tight end for the Los Angeles Chargers, one of the hottest teams in the AFC. Now it's time for school check-in. Hardest part of our show, one of the hottest parts of our show. I mean, every part of our show is super hibachi hot, but you know, this is the first part of our show, so it's the hottest part of the show. And the skull check-in is always better. It's always on point coming after coming off of a huge win. And I can tell you this much, man, I almost gave up hope. I almost gave up hope. I thought everything was gone. I thought it was over. I thought it was disco dead. I thought it was a wrap. But I tell you this much, I didn't turn the TV. I stayed put. I stayed. I stayed with the boys. I said, "Man, they don't let me down again." God dang it! I said, and I had them on my money line. I had them on. I had the Vikings on my money line. I said, Shoot, "Just win. That's it. Just win, baby." Like Al Davis said. <laughs> guess what? The Vikings won. And guess what? I won my parlay as well. If you've been following me, I put my parlay winnings on my story time. You know what I mean? Just to, as a motivational piece, as people it say. Is, huh? Oh boy, Pat Pete. Boy, I'm heavy right now, baby. <laughs> boy, listen, I ain't gonna toot my own horn, but boy. Boy, Pat, boy. I feel like, I mean, I just be putting parlays together just to see how lucky I am to see if they're gonna come through. But y'all okay. help me. You help me, Pat P. Okay. I owe, you, I owe you a nice brunch. You help me. You help me. The Vikings <laughs> help me. Hitman, Captain Kirk. What the kicking name is again? I be forgetting kicking names. I'm sorry. You know your kicking name? Yeah, I know my kicking name, man. Greg. Greg. Greg what? Joseph. Okay, you do know your kicking name. Shout out to Greg <laughs> Joseph. He came through in the clutch. Lions recap. Vikings win 19-17. Man, how does it feel? Because I know you know you were emotionally tied up in the game. I was emotionally tied from the TV screen. But seeing <laughs> the ebbs and flows of that ball game and seeing how you guys won, man, what was the feeling like? T- take us through that th- through the atmosphere, you know, that you were going through on Sunday. Well, you know, division division uh, foes are going to always be a battle. It's always going to come down to that one possession. And, you know, um, and, you know, as, uh, as being in this league for, you know, for 11 years now, every second on the clock matters. You know what I mean? So, um, it's definitely a, a learning, a learning experience for us, you know, moving forward, but definitely happy to be 
on the winning side of those close games now, you know, being able to operate, you know, you know, under pressure, being able to be, get ourselves in position with uh, 30 some odd seconds left to um, to win the game. Um, but, you know, you never want to be in that position being up 10 with three something odd minutes left mm-hmm. in the fourth. Um, but like I said, it's an experience that we can learn from. Um, and, and, and luckily that we came out, came out on the uh, the winning side of it this time. And hopefully it can, you know, propel us to something special throughout the rest of the year. A win is a win, you know, you know, no no how, you, how you take them. You know, it's hard enough to win on on uh, in Sundays on, on Sundays in this league. However, you can get a win, you take get that it. win and move on to the next Sunday. Look here, yeah, no question. There's no there's no such thing as style points in National Football League. You know, as long as you get a dub, that's the most important thing. And oddly enough, you guys were on the wrong wrong end of the stick when it comes to close ball games. So being able to finally pull one out was huge. Not to mention that was a divisional game, as you, as you stated. Uh, what was happening between Kirk Cousins and Coach Zimmer? Man, I was like there when it all was going down. I I, I couldn't tell you, Matt. You know, but I'm like Coach, we finally came out on top on a uh, of a close one, and I kept it moving. <laughs> hey. Kirk Cousins was fired up. He little, I think Zimmer was fired up initially, but when he Kirk gave him that last shove, Zimmer was like, "Hey, hold on, hold on, man, bro, you don't push me too many times." I, I mean, I mean, it was a, a, a an emotional game, but hey, Coach Zimmer, like he was ready to do something. Like, yo, all right, you pushed me two times. That third push, <laughs> man. Hey, hey, I like it. Though. I love seeing the emotions because one thing about the game of football that fans don't see all the hard work and preparation, right? You know, that goes into putting the product on the field on Sundays and being able to win is just a, 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 a piece of the results. And that's why on one end, you guys were celebrating, right? You know, jumping for joy. And the other end, you had a head coach who was crying, who was teared up because it's tough when you have those type of losses that yeah. continue to add up. Um, So it's a tough situation to be in. But, hey, you guys earned the right to win and you won. Um, talking about the collapse, you know, what what needs to happen to prevent those situations late in the fourth quarter, allowing the team to get back into a ball game? No, you know, you just got to finish. You know what I mean? You know, no matter where the ball is on the field, you got to be able to defend everybody to grasp as a defense. Um, you know, and as an offense, you want to be able to control the clock, you know, especially in the fourth quarter, be able to get some first down, move, move the chains, uh, change and um, uh, eat the clock up a little bit. Um, you know, so just have to put all those things together. You know, like I said, it's a great situation that we can learn from. You know, earlier on, we was, you know, you know, good in those situations far when we needed to get out the field, um, you know, and those losses. And then, you know, vice versa came came upon us uh, Sunday, not being very good um, in the fourth quarter um, to, uh, to seal the victory. But, you know, eventually we end up getting the, uh, the victory. And like I said, it can be something that we can learn from, and hopefully, hopefully, it can be something that can propel us throughout the rest of the season. Are you and the rest of the team aware of some of the hot seat conversations that have been taking place? Many people felt like you guys lost to the Lions. You know, uh, jobs would be in jeopardy. Are you aware of those type of conversations? No, nah, this is my first. I mean, you heard, you know, kind of bits and pieces of it when the season first kicked off. You know, on NFL Network and all that stuff, but. Once the season starts, you know, we really, really don't pay attention, pay attention to the outside noise. You know, we focus mm-hmm. on the opponent that we have to um, face on Sunday because at the end of the day, that's all that matters. You know, 
preparing for that moment because only thing you can control is that moment when you know where your feet are at that time. And you know, at this time, you know, Coach Zim is our coach. You know, he's doing a great job of preparing us on Sundays, making sure that we're ready, um, giving us that um, uh, that confidence, knowing knowing that we can go out and execute the game plan, providing us with a great game plan um, to go out there and execute at our best of uh, ability. So, at the end of the day, you know, we're not hearing the outside noise or hearing none of those conversations because it doesn't matter. Yeah. And if you do hear it, you know, hypothetically speaking, I know the respect you have for Coach Zimmer. Uh, what does that add to you? You know, being able to, number one, keep the coach, keep your coach out of those conversations. Does that add any extra motivation for, for you and the entire team? Um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you judge, uh, you know, I think, you know, collectively as a group, you know, we all are on the same page when it come down, comes down to the ultimate goal. And that's, winning ball games and, you know, getting into the playoffs and having a chance to uh, play for the uh, the Lombardi trophy, you know, so at the end of the day, if we, if we all continue to have that collective, collective goal on, um, on our minds, you know, everything will work itself out. You know, that's, you know, that's the way I look at it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't want to see, uh, you know, cause if you, if you look at that as extra motivation, you see it, as going fishing, fishing for plays and fishing for things that doing things that you out of the ordinary that you shouldn't be doing, trying to force a play to happen. And that can end up putting you in a you know much worse situation than, you know, than it could be. So at the end of the day, you know, if everybody's on the same page as far as, you know, being prepared on Sunday, doing what you need to do to make sure that you're prepared if your numbers call. Then the wins add up, you know, and after no they add up, you know, you get in the playoffs, you know, and everybody loves the playoffs. You know, you get an extra check and you get an opportunity to play for the Lombardi Trophy. So if we can stay on that on that page, everything will work itself out. Well, I can tell you this much, Pat P. You had a few nice plays, a few third down stops, man. Uh, your coverage has really been on point. You don't really get talked about a lot, which is a good thing and a bad thing because you don't get a chance to make a lot of plays. And they don't come at you that much. And when they do, you kind of, you know, you effacing that said wide receiver out of the ball game. Talk about some of the uh, the PBUs you were able to come up through, come up with, especially on third down situations. Uh, what were you in, uh, you know, the route combination? What were you anticipating from the wide receiver? Uh, it was in a little off off zone. Um, you know, I can't really tell you exactly what we was in, but it was in the <laughs> off zone. What was your responsibility? Um, I had a uh, I had a quarter. Uh, responsibility. So I had that quarters of the field mm-hmm. and having that condensed set. Um, I can't remember what set they was in, but I think they were in a three by one set bunch on the backside, meaning, you know, three receivers were all condensed together and the uh, backside receivers was on top of the numbers. And I knew I had the inside help of my safety. So, you know, I played a little bit outside and, you know, what they showed on film was a you know a ton of outs. So hell, mm-hmm. if they showed that on film, I'm playing to that. <laughs> that's that's why I mean? you that's so, why you watch film. Exactly. So you know I you know had a nice little back pedal pace back pedal. You know knew all my sticks were, and knew at some point that he had to get rid of the ball because we had some cooking up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> so you had a blitz coming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but he ended up getting the ball out, knowing, knowing, anticipating that route to play. So pretty much playing the route before the route even happened is what actually helped me, you know, be, be helped me get in that position to uh, make that plan. On the second one, it was kind of the same way. 
I kind of thought he was going to run well from the formation that I got because it was three by one and the quarterback was on the opposite hash um, and it had all wide splits. He had like a plus three to plus four split. It was third down to seven. So I honestly thought he was going to try to just run me off. When, kind of run when you say plus three, you're saying plus three from the numbers? Yes, plus three gotcha. from the numbers. Yep. So initially I thought it was going to try to like run like a tear route because like I said, the ball was on the opposite hash and they got all this field to work with and they run that a lot. They run a lot of uh, um, China sevens, uh, China scenes. So mm-hmm. I really, because especially with the plus three split, I'm thinking, you know, a curl. You know, I'm not thinking, you know, nothing vertical and, I didn't, and the slant wasn't really in my mind. But what saved me was the release he gave me, being mm-hmm. able to process his information, you know, quickly. So he gave me the release and my eyes know everything where it needs to be. But what gave it away is the way he rolls his body up on the outside release. Mm. He rolls his body up on the outside release. I was like, oh, that's not a takeoff. You, you know what he's doing when he do that. Yeah, that's, a, that's, yeah. A, that's not a goal. That's not a goal. That's not a goal release. That's not mm-hmm. like a bad and goal release. So he got to run that out. Yeah. So I um I end up settling down a little bit inside. He ended up coming back to me, got him with a nice hand. Uh, hand two hand uh, counter uh, jab mm-hmm. uh, and press came back quarterback through the ball nice breakup you know and you know help got it got us off the field I think that was third quarter yeah and there was another out I could I should have had they they motioned to oh that's what I wanted to talk to you about yeah, oh man too fast on my back pedal no I'm not not that play not that play when you were a little too fast in the pedal. I'm talking about the play, the one-hand interception by Eric when you was coming right there. Oh, yeah, 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 If he don't pick that, the ball hit you in the chest. Yeah, for sure. But it always ha- – why it always happen like that? It always happened like that, don't it? Either yeah. someone going to pick it off or someone going to deflect it. But when, when yeah. you right in position, because you undercut the heck – I think you ran a slant, bro. Yeah, you ran a slant on that one, too. Bro, you jumped that, boy, like you just got shot out of a cannon. Yeah, And man. literally – and the thing is with Eric, an unbelievable interception. But you know, linebackers usually don't come through with that type of play. Yeah, that was a great pick. And it was like you were anticipating him missing the ball because you you put your hands up like you was about to catch it. Right. Man, I said <laughs> Say it again. I said, could that happen? That bit me in the butt before. Uh Calvin. Not being prepared. Nah, I was prepared because I was on Calvin Johnson. It was almost like the same route, but Calvin Johnson was in the slot. I was playing for the uh, playing for the Cardinals at the time, 2013. Carlos year first back, win a cover three because they like to put the uh, create Mitch matches and put Calvin Johnson at the slide and motion. Can't remember who the back was, but motion him out wide. So mm-hmm. now I go inside playing a seam technique, pretty much funneling and everything back inside the uh, the hashes. And um, I did my job. Calvin runs a slant. I'm all over Calvin. I see Carlos coming because we basically bracketing him. Yeah. And Carlos goes like this here. The ball goes through his hands, hit Calvin Johnson in the chest. He goes for like 70. Oh, I know. I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. You hesitated (laughs) because you thought Carlos was going to catch it. He went for it. Like he was, it was a perfect coverage. Like it worked out because we knew he was running that route. I know what you're talking about. Or the uh, the slot fade. And like I said, I'm outside technique, funneling everything into the hashes. Carlos get a great read off Matthew. And it goes through his hand. I mean, a great, great B. Mm-hmm. Goes through his hand, hit Calvin between the eight and the one. And he it, took off. 
And then yeah. you wasn't even in high gear, so you tried to put it in high gear, but Calvin yeah. already had yeah. steps on you, so. Eric, Eric Carlos. But that was uh, that's that's when you came to the sideline. You said yeah. he won't catch nothing else. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. I know. You had some fire clicks on that game too. I, you had them ones the straps. Uh, was it yeah. the Marachis? <laughs> yes, sir. The Marachis on point. I remember. Remember the dress code. I remember the plays. Yes, sir. Yeah, but that was a great play by Kendricks. We had him on the show, friend of the show. So if you can't get the interception, it's only, it's only right another Viking players get an interception. No doubt. Now it's time to transition to the upcoming matchup this Sunday, the Carolina Panthers, Minnesota Vikings. I think you guys traveled to Carolina, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the last time you was in that stadium a year ago, had a nice interception, playing a half t- concept. You was inverted from a corner to a safety, picked off Teddy Bridgewater on their side of the football field. Let's see if you can do the same thing this week. Uh, Sam Donald started the season playing pretty good football, slowed down a little bit. Uh, interceptions has been a theme that has been associated with his play. Uh, costly interceptions last week against Philadelphia. I know you will tap into that tape. Darius Slade, big play. Slade had two. Steven Nelson had one to basically seal the deal. Uh, turnovers has been an issue with Sam Darnold throughout his professional career, starting to surface once again. How can you guys force turnovers from Sam Darnold this Sunday? Um, you know, for the most part, you want to. You know, for any quarterback, you want to be able to disrupt them, um, be able to get there, make their feet happy in the pocket, you know, make them see things that's not there. Um, you know, so, um, you know, that's some of the things that we want to present to him. You know, we want mm-hmm. to make his, you know, try to make his life uh, a living hell. But we know they have great athletes on the outside and also in the running back position as well. So we also know that we have our hands full and they have a, um, a crop of athletes um, over there that can, you know, get busy, you know, so, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, you know, the table is set, you know, Sunday's going to be a great game. Hopefully, you know, we can go out there and execute the game plan to, you know, to, uh, to the, you know, to, um, you know, hundred percent and come out on top, you know, you know, cause we definitely need some more turnovers too. We want to, you know, be able to create some havoc in the backfield, of, you know, to be able to bring Wilson back to the sideline with us as well. So Wilson, that's Bill a football, Wilson. by the way. Yes, sir. Wilson. So um, it's going to be fun, you know, so I'm looking forward to traveling out there to uh, Charlotte. You know, I love that uh, that stadium, that atmosphere. I just saw that they have a turf field now. Field so turf. Looking forward to. Uh, you like field turf? Not really, but I'm looking forward to the new, uh, the new change. <laughs> yeah, I don't like field turf either. They don't give. I like grass. Yeah. So I'm a good low cut grass, man. That's all I need. Yeah. Yeah, talk about some of their athletes. They got some nice experienced wide receivers. DJ Moore has been the lead guy in that unit, uh, followed by Robbie Anderson, South Florida native. And, of course, LSU rookie Terrence Marshall. I would say if you were to follow a guy, if you were to follow a guy, it probably would be DJ Moore, who's having a heck of a year, over 400 yards, three touchdowns. Talk about some of the challenges. You know, DJ Moore is an athletic wide receiver. He can do a lot. He's just not a pure route runner. He's a guy who's just a football player on what – you know, Robbie's the fast guy and Torrance, you know, up and coming rookie, clearly big time potentials, you know, learning as he goes. But look at these three guys, you know, talk about some of the challenges. And you played against Robbie, if I'm not mistaken, a year ago. I played um, against both of those guys. You played against both. Yeah, both of them a year ago. You know, talk about some of the challenges, because this is safe to say this is a more experienced wide receiver group than what you just faced off against and uh, with the Detroit. I think that's safe to say. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No doubt about it. Um, DJ, um, like you said, he's um, a very, very tough tackle to to, uh, to bring down for one. He take 
takes pride in the yak, um, meaning, you know, yards after the catch, um, you know, very, um, very, very uh, different guy because, like you said, like he uh, started to become into his own, but he do some unique things farther than his route running, being able to set things up um, in different ways. And like you said, Robbie is the guy that, likes to go down, uh, takes the top off the defense, but he has a little bit of everything in his game as well. You know what I mean? He can make those tough catches. He can make those uh, sideline catches. He can, um, you know, uh, make those slant catches, you know, and also got the speed, you know, to take the top off um, uh, of the defense. And, you know, Terrence is uh, starting to to find his way into the offense, you know, obviously being back with uh, JB, his uh, uh, college um, OC, you know, so, you know, it's a lot of uh, familiarity there. Um, yep. You know, so, um, uh, like I said, they, these guys got talent. We haven't even mentioned um, um, the back, you know. Christian I mean? McCaffrey. Uh, Christian McCaffrey. So, um, and, you know, you know that, 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 you know, that speaks for itself. You know what no I mean? So, um, these guys got talent, you know, across the board. You know, like I said, our hands are definitely, definitely full. Um, but we had to do a good job of, you know, trying to make them one dimensional. But we, you know, that's tough as well because we know, you know, McCaffrey is a, a dynamic back far as in the passing game, stream game, and also um, toting the rock as well. So um, I play this full, you know, so um, we know there's going to be another another blood fest because they have a strong um, defensive side mm-hmm. in the ball as well. So we got to pack, you know, our defense and special teams, baby. It's gonna be no a question. It's gonna be a great game, so I'm looking forward to it. No doubt. I, I unfortunately a friend of a show, JC Horn, who was having a heck of a year, he's injured. So if you get a chance to say what's up to him, you know, share some knowledge to him, that'd be dope. Uh he's injured. Uh, but that defense is still flying around. My prediction for that ball game 23 to 9. 23, I'm sorry, 21 to 9. 21. Vikings win. Head into the bye week with a huge win. 21 to 9 is my score prediction. Now it's time for Around the League. Two big-time stories as of late involving head coaches. Talked about Urban Meyer a few weeks ago, and most recently, John Gruden. He resigns from the Raiders job. Players' reaction, you know, a lot of people feel like, well, he's not that type of guy. Of course, you don't know exactly what happened. Uh, Some Old emails surfaced. I don't know how, but from the years 2010 to 2018, if I'm not mistaken, mostly when he was not coaching in the National Football League, uh, some some very very you know questionable emails surfaced, uh, you know regarding race and things like that. You know, gender uh, came out, and because of that, eventually he was fired. Uh, what was your inspire? He, he had a choice. I'm saying resign. You know, you know how it is. The thing about him resigning is that I don't think he's owed the rest of his money because he's walking away. So right. I think you know, if the Raiders clear, if you get fired as a coach, your your, your contract is still guaranteed. Right. But he resigned, and I think it was something that both both sides uh, wanted to uh, oh, get God. done. Yeah, yeah, and 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 he, and he was able to do. They were able to do so. So the first apology. Uh, that came from Gruden was after the comments regarding NFLPA president DeMarie Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gruden said, all I can say is I'm not a racist. I can't tell you how sick I am. I apologize again to D. Smith, but I feel good about who I am, what I've done my entire life. I apologize for the insensitive remarks I had 
I had no racial intentions with those remarks at all. I'm not like that at all, but I apologize. Okay. The second apology came, um, I'm sorry, the resignation letter. I have resigned as the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. I love the Raiders. I do not want to be a distraction. Thank you to all the players, coaches, and staff, fans of Raider Nature. I'm sorry. I never meant to hurt anyone. You know, when you initially heard the situation, you know, what was going through your mind? Um, when I first heard, I was like, damn, like, you know, obviously, because we, I, I have, you can't see, well, I haven't, I heard bits and pieces of some of the things that were said in the email, but, you know, you still haven't, you know, me personally, you know, I haven't seen or heard anything, you know, of some of the things that he said, but, you know, listening to some of the people like, you know, Stephen A., mm-hmm. um, Keyshawn, talk about the host uh, situation or whatever. Um, it was pretty mind boggling, you know, apparently, you know, some mm-hmm. of the things that he was saying and, you know, some of the some of the things he was comparing people to, um, you know, it's just, you know, sickening for one and, and just two, like, you know, I don't know John Gruden personally. You know, I had an opportunity to, you know, be on the bus with him once when he worked with uh, ESPN Monday Night Football, but I don't know him personally. Mm-hmm. Can't, you know, speak on. You know who he is. You know as a man, or you know as a coach, or you know as a person. But you know if some of that stuff is true. What they you know saying that he said in those messages, man. You know that's that's pretty bad. Yeah. What do you <laughs> say to people that say, well, that was ten years ago, and those were private emails. He never thought they would come out. Why is he being punished for something that he did ten years ago or nine years ago, and he did it? you know, privately, what do you say to people that feel that way? Like he's actually being done wrong for the criticism that he's getting. No, man, like, you know, wrong is wrong, you know, no matter, you know, when it was, was done, you know, you know, just especially like, you know, some of the, the, the people and some of the communities that he was, you know, talking about and mm-hmm. fit- you know what I mean? That's just not something that just you sweep up under the rug, you know, especially being the public figure that you are, you know, being around some of the, you know, having some of these insensitive topics, you know, over the years. And, you know, now it just seems like, you know, are you really on board of, of what the NFL is, is trying to uh, partake in now? You know, knowing that these, uh, these, um, emails, you know, whatever you felt back in the, uh, the day um, uh, about certain people or about certain race or about certain communities, you know, now do you feel a certain way on how the league is partaking, you know, mm. Black Lives Matter. Uh, and he also had an openly gay player on his team as I, well. Exactly. Yeah. So now how you saying that? Now you just, that's just, at the end of the day, I hate to say it, you know, that's him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He showed his true colors, you know, at the end of the day. Yeah. And also, too, I think what people have to understand, coaches are held to a higher standard and they should be. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. They're held to a higher standard. And for John Gruden, even though that was years ago, those thoughts he put on wax. So he felt so adamant about his thoughts to put them in an email. My right. question is, how comfortable are you to send these emails to other people 
unless they are like-minded people. Because mm-hmm. you don't send certain things to people who don't feel the same way you feel. Like me personally, I gamble on sports. I bet on sports legally. I'm not going to send my parlays to a cousin of mine or uncle of mine who don't even gamble. Because that's not what he's associated with. Hey, what you like, what you sending me this for? <laughs> yeah, like, why are you sending me this? It would, it would be like someone who... Who, who drinks alcohol and I don't drink. They're sending me a list of different beverages, alcohol beverages that they want to try. Why are you sending me this? I don't even like alcohol. This yeah. doesn't resonate to me. So it's almost like whoever he's sending these emails to, are they like-minded individuals? Individuals. And they said, he said he had a bad moment and people are backing him saying he had a bad moment. Yo, you had eight years of bad moments. Right. <laughs> eight years. It's not just one accidental email that you sent out. You had reoccurring emails that were consistently right. going out saying and challenging and questioning and, and, and just criticizing the way someone looks, the way someone acts. And was true that he said, they say he called the commissioner the P word in one no of the question. emails. Yeah. He did? Yeah. Yeah. I think he, I think he targeted the commissioner. I think he said something about Biden. I think he said something about uh, back years ago when, Michael Sam was getting a shot in the National Football League. I think he said something about Eric Reed. I think he said something about female coaches. Uh, he just was going on and on. He was going on and on. That's female bad. officials, you know what I mean? So for you to sit here and be the head coach, the face of an organization, they're getting you $100 million. Yeah. You can't tolerate like that. You can't act like that. So for people that are saying it was it's years ago, it wasn't just one incident. It was eight years of a string of emails, you know, disrespectful emails. And like you said, the NFL, they're trying to create a different culture. And it's hard because there are a lot of people that may feel the same way he feel privately. And that's Mm -hmm. why I said, just imagine the amount of emails and who he was sending these emails to, because do they feel the same way? Because if they don't, he's not sending these emails out to people who don't feel that way. It wouldn't resonate. It wouldn't make sense. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't make sense. So tough situation to be in, but for the players in, in, out there with Raiders, with the Raiders, hopefully they can allow this to not be a distraction and get back to the, the most important business, which is trying to win ball games. Now it's time for our All Things Covered Awards. We're dishing out two awards weekly for those that live up to our show name and have all things covered. The first one is definitely appropriately. It's appropriate. It's appropriate for this title. Defense, the Philadelphia Eagles defense, they allowed 60 points to the Panthers. And I don't know how they won that ball game because for three quarters, they were fighting from behind. Three <laughs> interceptions, I said earlier, Darius Slay had two, Steven Nelson had one, Hargrave and Fletcher Cox each had sacks. The way they played football and the way they forced turnovers, they had everything covered in that ball game and they win. So they get the defense award. And offensively, man, now I came up with this award winner. Before Monday night happened, Pat P. So I. Hey, whoo. Action Jackson, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> hey, boy. Hey, hey, man. <laughs> Pat P, you know, the man did all that in the half. He Because the first half, he didn't, didn't do nothing. I saw it. <laughs> boy, Action Jackson. Okay, it, started, it started when he hit. Hollywood on that wide open bomb, man. When they put that uh the backup corner in 33, mm-hmm. 
That's when it started. Slant and go. He's slandering that slant and go. I'm like, hold on. And Colts came back. They got a field goal in that drive. Man, that but boy was. Uh, came back on the field with 10 to go. He said, no, nah, I'm good. Everything. Pat P. Everything 37 to 43, 442 yards, four touchdowns, 62-yard rush. I had on my fantasy bench, by the way. He had 50-plus points on my bench. I still won, but. Yeah, he went crazy. He put that cape on again. Man. Oh, man. Yeah, boy. Listen, he might be the most valuable player in the league right now. Man, you can go ahead. Yeah, you, can, you can change it. He was. I yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I, I had Justin Herbert. Yeah, you know what I mean? Now, Justin, Jackson Jackson. Justin Herbert is bad, man. But we're going we go to go ahead and make an audible then. We can do yeah, that. Audible, Action we're Jackson. Go down to Broward County. Yeah. Go ahead and give it to Lamar Jackson, man. Go Lamar Jackson, man. man. 37 43 man 442 yards four touchdowns i can tell you this much the league don't want him to be able to be this accurate of a passer because if he is you can't stop at all i said monday night i tweeted out he's like the Allen iverson of football a one-man wrecking crew yeah like he gotta do so much and he welcomes that so Go ahead. We're going to go ahead and give it. We're going to change it up right now. Action Jackson, man. That game, four touchdowns, and they won, was huge. Now, it's time for seven questions. Seven questions is where we get a chance to interact with you, the listeners, and the viewers. If you want your question to be answered in the future, leave a, a question attached to a five-star rating review on Apple Podcasts, and we may get to it on the show. We got two questions today, Pat P. The first one comes from Cody Waller. You can only play with two other corners for the rest of your career. Who are they? Maybe any corner. Like they, they still like they still playing. They like still in the league or they uh, higher corners. Current, current guys. I go at Jalen and Trey White. Ooh, I like it. I like it. The second question is coming from Vogel three 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 three. If you would. If you would get another car, what would you buy? Mm. Mm. If I wasn't get another car, what would I buy? That's a good question. Yeah. Well, wait, wait, hold uh, on. Before before you answer that question, what you got now? Uh, everything's still the same. Okay. You ain't got nothing new. Yeah, I ain't got nothing new. And I got the Black Series. That's the latest. That's mm-hmm. the new. Thing, but I got that like three months ago. Um, I'll probably say, hmm, man, I like that. Uh, I like that. I've been seeing that commercial of the the new um, electric Cadillac. Which one? The SUV? Yeah, the SUV. I, 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 that, that truck seems pretty dope. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Shout out to Cadillac. Y'all can be a sponsor if you want to. Let's go. Sponsor. No question. Now it's time for shout outs. We want to remind everyone that you can find us on Instagram at all things Covered pod. Each week we give clues for our next guest. And the first person to guess correctly gets a follow and a shout out on the pod. Shout out to the real Jay Clark, who is one of our longest listening and most loyal fans. Man, shout out to the real Jay Clark for correctly guessing Devin White from last week. Again, Follow us at All Things Covered Pod for the very best content from the show. That's it for this episode. Thanks to everyone for listening and watching. What? Hold on, Pat P. I don't mean to interrupt you, but I, I got to let people know. Unfortunately, we didn't win the People's Choice Award. We were finalists. We okay. were finalists. We didn't win, but I, I, I think we should have won. And the reason why, <laughs> listen, 
So the black, the, 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 the title, the black hosted podcast, they didn't give it to two black hosts. <coughs> I wasn't black. I'm trying to figure out how is that possible? Like the title is black hosted podcast. And you lie. <laughs> I'm, tr- I'm trying to figure out that's the title that we didn't create the title. Right. That's not what we came up with. That's what they came up with. I, I appreciate the People's Choice Award for giving us an opportunity and nominating us, and we were a finalist. But I'm just trying to figure out the title is Ooh. the best Ooh. black hosted <laughs> podcast. Ooh. So the, the podcast that one had someone who was African American and the other person wasn't. Yeah. Does that make any sense? Help me understand. I don't understand. Hey, but congratulations to the, to the congratulations. I just had to get that out there. But go ahead. I'm sorry. I mean, you know, interrupt a goodbye. <laughs> that's it for this episode as we can see Mac had to get a lot off his chest no question to everyone for listening and watching we'll be back again Thursday where you can expect all things to be covered peace peace Yes, Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. I'm a citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor, Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.